Welcome to the Millennial Parents Podcast, where we discuss everything about parenthood and adulthood from the perspective of millennials. We are your hosts, Lizette and Damien, creators of Millennial Parents, and it is our mission to highlight the real and raw ups and downs of our journey. It is important to note we are two average millennial parents who are simply faking it till we make it. Therefore, we will not be providing medical advice. Everything we share is based on our learning experience. As always, seek your medical provider first. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. This will help build our community of millennial parents. Please follow us on Instagram at Millennial Rents and visit our website for exclusive content. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Millennial Parents Podcast, the show that just might be the ultimate way we as millennials actually change the world, and that's by sculpting the next incredible generation. We're your hosts, Damien and Lizette, and today we're going to talk all about the first trimester. We'll discuss the ins and outs of the early stages and offer listeners a special surprise at the end, so be sure to listen all the way through for the details. We have made it to the very first episode of the Millennial Parents Podcast. Damien and I have been wanting to create something since we started this journey, and we're super, super excited to get out of our comfort zone a little bit and begin this podcast with you guys. So we appreciate everyone for joining us and listening, and we're excited to start this new adventure. So our first episode is called the first try, short for trimester, of yes. the second try, T-R-Y. First so, try of the second try. A little bit about what we're going to talk about today and how the episode is going to work. So each week, each Sunday, we're going to be launching episodes on different topics that may have to do with pregnancy, parenthood, adulthood, or whatever. And Damien and I are just going to kind of be on here sharing a little bit about our journey, our experience from a mom's input and dad's input insight. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be maybe a little emotional of an episode, but I don't think it'll be too, too emotional. Um, Yeah, we did have a bad first experience or traumatic first experience, I I guess. I wouldn't say bad. Yeah, it was hard. A lot of people don't really ever talk about it, or we didn't even really talk about it with many people or whatnot. But I think it was a really challenging point for all of us when we had our loss, you know, even our family who, you know, like I said, we didn't even talk much about it. I think it was hard for them too, because I think they knew how much we were hurting. Because if you know me and Lizette, we're both so, so excited for parenthood to both of us. It's kind of like our ultimate, you know, journey we've always been 
seeking and interested in and ready for or wanting, I should say. When we had that situation happen, it was scary, you know, emotion-wise. We didn't really know how many people also deal with it. As soon as it happens to you, then a lot more people come out and say that it happened to them before or that it happens a lot more. So you start to deal with it a little bit better. I mean, you're still feeling in a dark place to yourself. You don't want to seem like you're overreacting to anybody. Even to Lizette, I didn't want to seem like I was overreacting. So I tried to play it cool. And I'm sure that's probably how she felt about it too but it's it's something where you don't want to really hold it in you should definitely talk about it and let everybody know because in our situation it was like an eye-opener we both were like we're so ready for that we we want that like let's let's start moving in that direction and stuff like that and then it allowed for this journey that we're at to go a lot smoother where we're both tackling this whole thing with so much excitement so much gratefulness because we actually were on the other side of it too. So it's an emotional time right now for us. We feel like we've been struggling, but we haven't truly been struggling to have a baby or anything like that. We know there's a lot of people out there who actually do go through some of those struggles and stuff like that. But it's coming to a point where we're just so excited because we did have that little scare or whatnot. So I just want to let you guys know, if it happens to you, be emotional, be vulnerable, talk about it. Maybe that'll move you and your, your partner to a point of trying and being successful you know yeah so um the start of our journey did begin with our first loss uh we had an early on miscarriage at about nine weeks i was supposed to be nine weeks but if you guys take a visit to our website i that was one of the first blogs that i posted on there and i wrote about it because that's essentially where our journey of pregnancy begins like damien had mentioned there are a lot of moms and dads where miscarriage is one of the first things that they deal with when whether it be a surprise pregnancy or a planned pregnancy, whatever. There's a lot of parents out there who do go through loss, whether it's their second time getting pregnant, third, first, whichever. What we came to learn is that there's a lot of people who go through that. So as he mentioned, it was a very, very hard time and it still is. So us being where we are today, and I will say I am now 31 weeks pregnant and we're starting this podcast a little bit later on in my pregnancy. That's just because of all the uncertainty of it, right? Yeah. Being able to be here talking right now about this is super, super healing for me. And I'm hoping that for other parents and mamas and dads out there or anyone who has experienced anything like this can be at a point where they'll they'll be able to talk about it as well because getting through that what helped me a lot was talking to other moms about it i'm an open book to people who want to talk about stuff like that i think it's a super healing way for us to connect in times of trauma and struggle so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to create something like this because it isn't always nice and planned so and i think that's what you'll see with our episodes is that we're doing this on the fly where we don't really have anything planned or anything outlined. We just kind of want to be on here and be ourselves and talk about everything in a honest way. I also think that kind of, you know, talking it out and doing these kind of things kind of help you, you know, figure out where some holes are at or where you could focus a little bit more in that. So um, I think that these like conversations also will be helping us a lot too, even though we're we're kind of, you know, 
telling you guys our journey and letting you guys know what we're going through. I think that talking it out lets us see things from also a bigger perspective or another perspective we aren't normally looking at things from. So I think it's just really, really helpful to always kind of talk out things. So I definitely think that this will be a fun journey for us to just kind of get our thoughts out there and then see where they go from there too. Yeah. So as we share our kind of journey on the first trimester of our second pregnancy, I thought it was important to talk about our loss because a lot of what I share comes from a perspective of a mom who's lost something, right? So some of the things that I suggest or some of the things that we decided to ultimately do in the first trimester does stem from the fact that we didn't have a successful pregnancy at first. So you'll see some of the decisions we made, some of the things that we did, did come from because we had suffered from such a traumatic miscarriage. So what we wanted to talk about first was our journey through the first trimester. So for those who may or may not know, the first trimester is the first 13 weeks of pregnancy. And um, (laughs) this is something that Damien obviously had to learn to the breakdowns of each of the pregnancy of each trimester. So the first trimester is from week zero to 13, the end of the 13 weeks. And this is the time where miscarriage is the most prevalent. So the first trimester is a scary, scary part it can be very scary it can be it's it's the it's the most like i said it's the most emotional time i think because yeah. it's it's the excitement's through the roof and then the the anxiety's also through the roof as well you know it, it's all highs all around there's no you, it's hard to balance yourself at this point you know what i mean you aren't understanding kind of like what what all what everything means you know what i mean like you're being piled on all this all these medical terms and all these people starting to tell you that, oh, there goes your life, there goes your sleep, there goes, you know, all it's just a lot, a lot coming at you at this time. I think it's the most emotional time of the situation thus far that I've been in. Yeah, and I, I would have to agree. Learning that you're pregnant for the first time, so we're going to share a little bit about our journey of becoming pregnant and conceiving. So Damien and I suffered our miscarriage in December of 2019, and as you can imagine, the year ahead of us, right? So 2020 was something that we were like, we wanted 2019 to end because we suffered this miscarriage and we were so like, okay, 2020 is going to be gung-ho. We're going to be better. and we're (laughs) So wrong. And then we were hit with everything else, just like everybody else was. So it was- Starting with Kobe. (laughs) Starting with, yeah. Starting with Kobe. And then from there, it was just a downhill- Yeah. So it took us a few months to decide that we wanted to try again, but we always knew once we, once we felt the joy and the love of everybody who supported us through our first pregnancy, and we were just so high off that emotion that we knew that we wanted to be parents and we knew that we could because we received that reassurance from people who we told that we were pregnant. And so just a little backstory is we announced to everyone that we were pregnant right when we Don't found out. Try not to do that. Try well, your hardest. We'll see. We'll see. Well, everybody has their own. Yeah. But 
for us, it was such a blessing and we weren't trying at that time. So we wanted to share it with the world, right? So the joy that we received from everyone was absolutely overwhelming and it was so my heart was full and to have it not go on was really heartbreaking but we gave ourselves some time to kind of well for me I my body needed to go through the loss and the trauma the physical trauma from it and then just the healing the mental part of it and I really was like I don't know if I want to try again so soon because what if this happens again? I can't, I don't want to go through this again. So it took, it took some time, but most of that also (laughs) was because we were trying to conceive for a few months and it wasn't working. We, we didn't get the positive tests that we wanted. And I didn't want to become that person that became obsessed with trying to conceive. And I understand that For moms, having a baby or having a kid can be something, the thought of it can become very obsessive. And I know that it's something that might take over your mind and it's all you think about. We have access to apps, everything that we just kind of become drowning into all this information and we want to make sure we're doing everything right just so that we can have this baby that we've been dreaming of. And that's kind of what I became. I was trying to research everything. I was trying to look for whatever secrets were out there to help figure out if is there something wrong with me? Should we go see the doctor is there something wrong with Damien? Or is, I don't know. Like we, am I not fit to be a mom? I suffered a miscarriage. So I know that I could get pregnant before, but it didn't happen. And sorry, that's our first baby, our dog, Rossi, <laughs> who needs attention. But I quickly became the researcher that I always am. And so I wanted to do everything that I could to be healthy in order to conceive because I thought that it was something that I was doing wrong. So one of the things that I did was I downloaded this app called Flow. I actually bought the subscription because I felt that I needed the full, all the information, all the access in order to make sure that I had access to everything that would help me conceive. Because like I said, Damien and I, struggle to get that positive pregnancy test for a few months. So in September, Damien and I finally got our positive pregnancy test that we've been waiting for. So we're going to talk a little bit about the morning that I took the test. As I mentioned, I was carefully tracking my cycle. So the very first day that I knew that I could take a test, I did. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for you know, those extra days to make sure that the test was the most accurate. I took it at the moment that (laughs) the day of my missed period, the very first day. Um, And I took it right early in the morning because that's when they say it's the most accurate, your first pee. And to be honest, Damien was still sleeping, right? Yeah. You didn't (laughs) even tell me you were taking it. This is just a different, it was different experience. Um, because the first one, obviously, if you read my blog, you can see how that test went. But this one's different. So I took it, and after I peed, I kind of laid down on the, on the floor of our living room. And I just kind of prayed for a little bit, for the three minutes, and just slowed my breathing down. And set my phone timer for three minutes 
once the timer went off, I went into the bathroom and I should mention, I feel like this month I was so in tune with my body that I kind of knew that I was pregnant. And I don't know, Damien, did I ever share that with you? No, you never told me that. Oh, well, probably. You were all like, you were so like, I feel like you were just, I don't know, You, I feel like you were still a little traumatized from before, so you probably didn't even, you probably say you could tell or whatever, but you probably didn't believe it yourself. Well, I think I didn't share it with him because I just didn't want us to get super excited and then it be another disappointment. So I wanted to make sure. But for some reason this month, I felt like hmm, maybe I think so. I can feel something different. So I went back to the bathroom and of course we saw those two bright pink lines and they were pretty distinguished. There wasn't any uncertainty in the test or anything. (laughs) So as I said, Damien was still asleep. I was like, do I wait until he wakes up to show it to him or do I kind of just show it to him with his eyes halfway open and he doesn't even know what the heck... (laughs) What to do? So I went with the latter. I was like, I'm just going to kind of like wake him up a little and show him the test. So, Damien, I woke you up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> at that point, I, I, could, I, I already saw the test and I could already tell she was super happy or whatever. To me, it's so mind blowing. Like, I don't know, whenever whenever you're kind of waiting for it or whatever, and you also like, you just don't really believe it's real or whatnot. I still feel like I, I didn't even believe it was real until like I started seeing her get like a little bit bigger or whatnot. But it's like, I don't know, it's just a tremendous feeling. It's one of those feelings the most where you say like, it's unreal, it's unbelievable. Like you don't you don't know what to think or you don't know how to process it quite yet. Me, I automatically started thinking about like, what, what kind of cool things are we going to be doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Automatically see her in her Los Angeles Lakers Magic Johnson jersey. Oh, God. <laughs> I, 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 that's automatically what I jumped to. I'm like, what, what are we gonna be doing? How, you know, what is she gonna, what is she gonna be into? Like, what, what are, what are? So you already knew it was a girl. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I already knew it was gonna be a girl, but I think I wanted a girl from the start. I think. Well, I, the, I think, and I think this highlights to how pregnancy is so powering because right when you get that test, you already start thinking about. Right. You Your mind start goes so many ways, like. I was already thinking about like what colleges she's going to and and everything. Like it's like the most like rapid like onset of future thoughts that are like yeah, I don't know, it's crazy. It's that, just like and that's what would could be hard, especially right. since it's still very uncertain and it's still right. very you take early yeah. on. But those thoughts are inevitable. Like you already you think built. about everything at that point. Like you really do. Like it, I mean, it's literally good and bad. You think about it all. You think about like how all before you never thought about these little things that now you have to start thinking about. Even just you know her walking down the street. You think about that now. You're like, whoa, like oh, she has to walk down the street now. Like you know, it's literally like you think about almost like all the little things in between now, and you're worrying about so much, but you're so excited, and you're also you know fearful and you're you know anxious and stuff like that but it's literally the best feeling it's it's like a roller coaster but but you're literally just sitting there with a with a little stick in front of you with two lines on it you know yeah i don't think there's anything in life that could compare i could compare it to really i think it's a unique a unique experience and it's even way better whenever you are trying and you're hoping for that that's when it's really really amazing you know what i mean so you know, just to, just for all you people out there who are thinking about it, 
the the feeling is so much so much more rewarding and fulfilling whenever you have planned this and this is something you've talked about and you've prepared yourself you've relieved each other's anxieties about things and worries and stuff like that that's when it's a a real amazing feeling i think yeah like i said um i found out the day that you're able to find out there was no waiting um and a lot of people don't find out that way. A lot of people don't even realize that they're pregnant for so long. And one of the things that we learned our first pregnancy is that, you know, pregnancy starts the day of your last menstrual period. So honestly, by the time you find out and you pee on a stick, you're at least already a month pregnant. People don't know that. They become, it becomes a shock to them when they go to their first appointment and they're like, oh, you're already eight weeks pregnant. You're already two weeks or two months pregnant. And you're like, what in the world? And there's a little bit of a difference when you're trying to conceive because those first 13 weeks can feel very long because you find out right away. You have, you still have about five weeks until you get to hear the baby's heartbeat and that's a very very high and anxious time because of course the only thing you know that the only reason why you know you're pregnant is because you peed on a stick right there's no other right. indication that you know there's something you still almost kind of don't believe it like you need that you need yeah. that like heartbeat kind of yeah so waiting for that appointment was very hard i will say after you find out you're pregnant, you're like we mentioned, your mind is totally consumed with it. So you think about it all day, all night, and you go to sleep dreaming about it. So those the the five week waiting period until our first nine week ultrasound was horrible. It felt like forever. And then of course, like I said, we did a lot of different things this time. We waited to tell people so I couldn't talk to anybody I couldn't like yeah, it, it was hard the you know like I didn't want to share it with anyone we were still kind of making sure like is this real a lot of praying and a lot of just hoping that you know it works out so but what I did do and I what, what I will suggest for anyone who's like feeling like they don't know if they want to share it or not I will suggest sharing it with at least one other person other than your partner that you trust and that you talk to every single day. So I did ultimately, not right away, but like two or three weeks after, I was just way too anxious for this upcoming appointment um, that I had to share it with one of my best friends who was with me every day of my miscarriage, who was we were pregnant at the same time our first time. And so I knew she had gone through this experience before and there doesn't, there's not a day that goes by where I don't talk to her. So I thought that it was a good idea for me to share it with her at least just so that she can help me get through my days a little bit as we talk about it. Um, So that was something that was super helpful for me. So if you're not really wanting to tell everybody, at least just tell if you have someone in your life that you're really close with. Um, yeah. I think I told my brother and also my sister, but yeah. um, we have a really, really close uh, relationship. And um, I think both of them were really, really there for me whenever our first uh, miscarriage happened or whatever. And I think that both of them were really, really worried about me after that. So I wanted to um, 
kind of relieve, you know, relieve them of any stress and worry or whatnot. And then also, um, I knew that they would probably be like the most excited of anybody, you know? And then also my sister really, really helped me, helped me a lot through like, uh, my struggles of the, um, loss, you know what I mean? Like just in dealing with like, whenever I like settled into the fact that I was going to be a dad and I got, I went all like gung ho and in such an early point that first time or whatnot, she really helped me like taper that back and get back to a point where I was like back normal, I guess. And co and dealing with the fact that I wasn't having a kid or whatever. So, um, so I feel like she would really, really needed to know, um, the news. So I did tell her. And like she said, I, I think that you do need a couple people that will help you that you can talk to other than your partner. Because like I said, it's the emotions do, you will jump back and forth between like extremely excited emotions and and uh, really, really anxious emotions or whatever. So I think you need somebody who is a li- maybe a little bit more experienced in that and have, has gone through it, or just someone who knows you and your personality and your your attitude and how you handle things and that can help you uh, cope with what you're dealing with at the time, you know, so. Yeah, and obviously it's important to, as best as you can to keep your, you know, anxiety levels at a low during this time and kind of just especially for dads (laughs) it's it's super important so whatever's healing if you need to talk to somebody rather than just holding it in you might as well if that's going to help ease your mind and kind of slow down those thoughts and heart rate then i would suggest sharing it with somebody so Let's just kind of flash forward a little bit to our first nine-week ultrasound. And this one's the big one. This is your first prenatal care visit, right? You have kind of a schedule throughout your pregnancy of what your prenatal care will look like. And the first one usually starts between seven to ten weeks. They want to get you in. And that's when you get to hear or you're supposed to hear the baby's first heartbeat. And this one was very, this was probably this, not probably, this was. Yeah, the scariest. <laughs> the scariest by This far. was the, I don't know if I, most scariest terrified appointment that I had because, again, this was the appointment that we had where we were super yeah. excited. This is the level we couldn't pass last last time. Yes. This is when and, we ran out of lives. <laughs> um, so, of course, all of those, you know, thoughts about our previous experience, past trauma and all of that was really taking over me. And it didn't help that I knew I was going to have to go into this appointment alone due to all the COVID restrictions. And I knew how much it helped to have Damien there with me the first time. I couldn't imagine me going through that by myself. Um, We didn't even actually even talk about that first. Well, I did a little bit in my blog. So you guys are going to have to, you guys are going to have to visit the website. It was rough though. It was like, I will say this one thing before we move on is that doctor's appointment right there is the one reason why guys, you want to, as soon as you find out that you're pregnant, you want to start doing research and reading books and stuff like that because 
that that appointment whenever they started saying things about just the the way things were said and stuff like that if you don't quite know what, what what's happening with at this stage with your baby or whatnot you feel really lost in this time this doctor's appointment right here is so so important and you really need to have like a better understanding of what i had at this point you know what i mean at that point i don't i don't think that i quite understood all the medical side of things and also I didn't know at all the fact that um, the first time I didn't know at all that that a lot of miscarriages happen and stuff like that. Um, so if you do if, just by you technically listening to us right now and understanding it now, you're going to help yourself be a lot more prepared than I was in that situation. I went into that situation thinking like, oh, we're pregnant. Everything's good. If we got this far, we're, we're pretty much having a baby. So and I also come from a kind of understanding of like, you know, growing up, the majority of time people are having babies is that they didn't want to have a baby or something like that. So it seems like it's like so easy or like impossibly easy to have a baby or something like that too so i didn't quite understand you know all the struggles that people actually have and also like how you know you can be pregnant but the early stages you know you could lose the baby quickly you know so without knowing all that kind of stuff like i thought that you know once we already got the test back i thought we were having a baby you know what i mean i thought it was like signed sealed and delivered but it wasn't. And then also not knowing and not understanding that that stuff, it left it left me very vulnerable in the room because I want I kept like kind of looking at everybody and trying to be like, well, someone someone help me. You know what I mean? Like, what what are y'all what's go what's being said right now? Because no one was really saying anything. Everyone was just saying this is not quite normal or whatever, but it's not a big deal. You know, just come back in a couple of weeks and we'll. Yeah, we'll, they were. She was kind of. I mean, of course, that's. As a professional, she was trying to give in a little ray of hope and not tell us. They didn't declare it as a miscarriage, but I, and this will go to the fact that I did do my research. Yeah, um, and I could tell on Lizette's face that if something was was not quite what the lady was saying or whatever. But again, I didn't, again, I didn't do my research and I was very, like I said, I was very vulnerable and I was trying to read the room and I couldn't and I felt very... I felt very, very, you know, lost in that situation because um, I didn't, I, I wasn't prepared. So um, that is my little tidbit on being prepared. Yeah, that was that was great because as much as the doctor was trying to tell me that this was something that happens a lot, I I knew, I knew right then and there that this was not supposed to be happening. But I appreciate, you know, her. I mean, miracles can happen too. It could have been something that maybe. It was, we were different and it could have gone on, but I was, I wouldn't say I was prepared, but I knew that there was an ugly side to this. So now that we get to do this over again, this now, now we're back. <laughs> fast forward back. I'm sorry for the tangent. For the second fast try, <laughs> the first try for the second try, this appointment, of course, brought back all of those um, feelings and Thought. So knowing that Damien wouldn't be able to be there with me was was very hard. And this one's a long appointment too. I will say, um, it's a lot of you'll you'll find out that your appointments are super short, but this one's one of the long ones. So I was terrified that I was going to be in there. And um, luckily, at this appointment, they were allowing us to FaceTime. So Damien stayed in the car at the appointment and I was, once it was time for the ultrasound, 
So the first part of it is kind of like a physical exam. The OB kind of just, you know, searches down there and makes sure that everything is in place. And then after that, then you get the ultrasound. And so I was shaking, shaking, crying, and I was so, so thankful for the nurse practitioner that took care of me during this appointment because she knew just by looking at me in my heightened anxiety that she knew I had gone through something before and um, she and we talked about it and that really, really helped before the ultrasound. So that helped and she made me feel so comfortable and she was like whatever you need to do if you need to you know facetime him or whatever it was it was awesome so i was super thankful for that and as soon as as soon as we got to the ultrasound part i was i was pretty much already crying and shaking because i was scared and it was kind of good and bad. Well, I would say more good. She was, she was actually new to the job and this was one of her very first early ultrasounds that she had to do. So she had to have somebody else come in the room to kind of lead her. And, and it took a little bit for her to find the heartbeat. It wasn't right away. And so that was very, very scary, (laughs) but man, when I heard it, I don't, <laughs> I can't even explain how I felt when I it sounded heard. like the Loch Ness monster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went because it was displayed on a really big screen, and obviously, what you see is just kind of it just looks like a black hole. They're like, there's nothing, nothing that you could see on the picture that goes, oh yeah, yep, yep. It's just. You just hear the sound. That's how yeah. you know. It's not a baby emoji. <laughs> so it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible to hear and to know that as early as that, there's already a heartbeat. And who? So that was that was crazy. Relieving. <laughs> and now that I heard it, I was like, I just wish Damien could have been there to hear it, not and to see it on the screen. Um, But of course, I mean, I'm grateful that he was there for FaceTime and he was able to be there as soon as I walked out to the car. But I don't know, Damien, how did you feel hearing it through the phone? Did you wish you were in the room? Uh, Of course, I wish I was in the room. I would say, I mean, I'm very intrigued to see what this experience is like in a normal setting. But at the same time, like, I I feel like, unfortunately, I will say this. It was, it's tough. Again, like, I feel like dads, or maybe me in this situation, I, or maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, let me know how you guys feel, too. Um, definitely shoot me an email or whatever. But I, I felt like I was still at the point where I, like, wasn't believing or, I you know, it still wasn't, like... Real. It still wasn't real yet. And because I didn't have these experiences where I got to go to these doctor's appointments like normal, normally you would... I feel like it was still prolonging that. And I still felt like, and then like I would sit in the car and like the, 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 the appointment wasn't the longest appointment ever. So it, to me, it still seemed like it was like, it felt long to me. It maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe it was long, but it still doesn't seem like as long as you would think like, okay, like we're having a baby and like, they're like checking to like see if like the baby is like there or not. You know what I mean? So like, 
you think it would be something that would like take like you know four hours or like <laughs> you know like they gotta like strap her in and you know get this like machine to like scan her and all this stuff. I'm just kidding. I don't know, but it, you know seriously, it, it seems like it would take a little bit longer than that. So it still felt like almost like a checkup type meeting, and I'm just like, wait, like so like it, or is it real? Like are we, you know? And like I said, at the last time I still. Last time it happened, I, you know, that was the point we didn't get past this. So I was kind of like, all right, so now what kind of happens? Like, do we have to, like, put you in a bubble so you don't get hurt? You know what I mean? Like, are, are we worried at this point? And, and you know, at that point, you know, we're kind of feeling comfortable now. We're kind of, you know, feeling safe and stuff. We don't need to put her in a bubble, you know, even though I wanted to. But again, like I said, because of COVID and stuff like that, it still didn't really, really quite feel like it was happening. And I think I, I needed to start seeing, like, some her belly you know what i mean yeah um but you know we'll see we'll see we'll see where it goes from there yeah so that was a huge milestone for us but the first trimester still goes on till the end of 13 weeks so you're still in that hot zone until after 13 weeks um where miscarriage kind of the chances of miscarriage drop significantly after the 13th week mark so even right. then, we still had a month of like, right. oh my gosh, is this, now we hear the heartbeat, is it still going, is it still going? And I constantly thought about that every day, but um, luckily I recorded it on the on my phone, so I would find myself randomly just pulling up my phone and hearing her heartbeat <laughs> to kind of reassure me. I was going to say, I also think that as a, as a parent who had a, a, a or who had a loss in the miscarriage stage or whatnot, or a person who had a loss in the miscarriage stage, I still feel like you're going to worry nonstop the rest of the way. Like, yeah, I'm still not feeling even, good even, and comfortable. Even I still want her you, to just be here. Yeah, even if you hadn't had yeah, I guess lost, that's true too. it's still something that is a struggle and a battle. And every day of this pregnancy is honestly a blessing. So it feels like... Um, every day is a milestone, honestly. But anyways, that was our kind of short bout of the first trimester. And we're going to talk about a little bit about not just the mental part, now the physical part, right? Because <laughs> the first trimester, along with all the uncertainty and all the anxiety, is usually when mamas have the worst or not the strongest pregnancy symptoms, right? Like this is when everything starts feeling like you feel like you're pregnant, but you're not showing physically. But this is when the hormones take over and moms start getting all the craziness with nausea, migraines, just everything. So this is when my cravings started too, you guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, like I said, once you find out you're pregnant, you're already at least a month pregnant. And usually the symptoms of pregnancy start at like six to ten weeks. So, for me, my early symptoms were I was freaking tired. I was so tired. Like, I couldn't even, I had, I would wake up at 5 30 in the morning for work and then i would literally have to take a nap at 7 30 
I was tired. Yeah, and she never sleeps. She she normally doesn't sleep or take naps or anything like that. So that was very weird. So I will, yeah, and so I will say that was one of the benefits of this lockdown was that I was able to take naps whenever I could because it was inevitable. I was super tired. That was something that I kind of felt, oh, wow, this is this is a different tired. It wasn't tired. It was actually like fatigue. Like I was, I needed to hit the bed. Luckily for me, and I know this is not the case for a lot of moms, I did not experience any morning sickness or nausea. It could have been because of the girl. They say girls don't give morning no, sickness. That it? is completely false. <laughs> um, but I threw up once, and that was because I ate hot Cheetos, I think, and it just didn't sit right. But luckily for me, I didn't experience any nausea. Everybody that I was close with who were, was pregnant had really, really extreme nausea. And I know that that's very common. Um, it's more common than not. So I didn't have to, I don't have any suggestions for that, but I know that there's a lot of things out there that, um, are suggested to battle nausea. Ginger ale. (laughs) Maybe. So my grandma used to always say ginger ale. If you're able to keep anything down, I know that moms aren't even able to keep anything down. So yeah, I kind of had a smooth pregnant the smooth first trimester except and damien here's where you can chime in my battle with migraines yeah it was rough (laughs) it was rough i have a history of migraines already and so my doctor said if i have a history of migraines they'll just be more stronger and more prevalent with pregnancy so yeah that was very true i had a migraine at least I want to say three times a week. Would you say that? Yeah, and they were extreme. They were extreme migraines. Like, had to go in a room, black out the room, darkness. Yeah, I would. All I wanted to do was stay in the shower for hours because that was the only thing that would help me. Yeah. But um, as a pregnant woman, you can't take very much medication, so I was only able to take Tylenol, which didn't do a thing for me. And it got to the point where I had to actually go see my OB and they had to prescribe me medication for it because it got really bad. And Damien, he would <laughs> he would have to kind of like leave me alone in a dark room, like you said, because um, they were pretty they were pretty bad. Um, but that was all just migraines is something that is a kind of like a red flag especially during pregnancy because it can be signs of further complications but mine since i did suffer from migraines regularly it was something that was kind of not alarming did and the medication did help so that was that was helpful but other than that i feel like the first trimester was relatively smooth sailing for me I would say. Damien, was I too much of a handful? Um, No, I definitely don't think so. Um, I don't know, Liz, that's a trooper. You all know? moms are troopers. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe all moms are troopers, you know what I mean? But I, I've also heard a lot of, like, stories of how, you know, terrible this phase is and how bad, you know, the, the, the um, what do you, what do you say, the effects can be on a, on a mother, you know what I mean? And I don't think that... 
Lizette really had dealt with any of that kind of stuff too bad. You know what I mean? She, um, like I said, she's a trooper or she just got it really easy compared. Um, and I think that we we're lucky for that, but, um, but it was, it was, a, it was a great learning process too, though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I had to, I had to, um, really make sure she, she was like feeling good and those kind of things because, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't really ask those kind of questions as much as I should, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't yeah. think that she answers. I mean, I don't think that she open openly kind of conveys that or tells that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that first trimester for for dads really really ask a lot of questions and see see how how, how mom's feeling more so than letting her tell you or whatever. Yeah, that was very helpful. He um, helped me a lot through that, um, and just making sure that I was hydrated and fed. And all of that. So that's what helps. Um, so that was our little, just a little bit of our experience for the yes. first 13 weeks. And we all know that everyone's different. But sometimes, or if you're just planning on getting pregnant, this could be something that, you know, if you hear this, something that you might experience as well. So as we wrap up, we wanted to end each episode with something called um, Damien's 24-second shot clock. <laughs> yes. Because, uh, you know, guys have a little bit of different, um, their brains work a little differently. So he's only going to get 24 seconds um, because that's the shot clock. Or should we do a, a college shot clock? Is it college? What's college shot clock? Isn't it 32 31? seconds? 32? 32? Something. I don't know. I mean, All right, we we'll keep it. We'll yeah, I'm keep, sure it's going to go over 30. I'm sure it's going to go over 24 seconds. <laughs> well, um, we'll keep it to 24 for Kobe's we'll sake. Kobe's yeah. sake. And um, so he's going to, you know, take 24 seconds to kind of just share his top takeaways of what the first trimester, what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I so I made a, a list for, for dads and uh, I'll send that to, to you guys, whoever's interested in that. It's Damien's dad's needs to knows and forewarnings. Um, and so I'm going to give Wait, you guys. So are you starting? No, I'm just going to give them one. I'm going to give them one that's included. And it's 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 going to be my 24 second shot clock for today. Just to kind of give you guys an understanding of what the 24 second shot clock will be going forward. But um, this is included in that today. So you'll, you'll see more about that. Um, so I've already talked about how important emotions are in um in the first trimester so that's what my uh, 24 second shot clock is going to be kind of about so emotions are extremely high for everybody but our jobs as dads at this point is simply to keep mom stress-free meaning don't do anything to add stress to her and the um and the baby that's growing inside her so um i so what i did in this time is i used this time to really really let lizette know how exciting i was about you know exploring you know exploring like new things with with my daughter you know what i mean i always came to her with the excitement and all the things that i wanted to do with her or whatever just so that she always could realize how excited i was and that we could always keep you know positivity and um keep like excitement rushing to the baby you know what i mean so as i said emotions are going to be extremely high in the negative and in the positive way but what you want to do as a dad to help mom is always be you know um 
communicating that that excitement you have every time you have an exciting thought or something cool you think you will do with her or a nice little cute little outfit you saw or whatever it is always show that to mom always explain that to mom always communicate that to mom because you don't know how her emotions are feeling at the time maybe her emotions are down and negative or whatnot and um your 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 boost of excitement could uh flip the script really quickly for her so um that is my 24 second takeaway <laughs> i don't know how long that was that was 50 seconds holy shit okay <laughs> so so i would have definitely um had the buzzer go off on me and the game would have been over and i wouldn't even have got the shot off but that was my first game winning shot right there <laughs> 50 seconds that's two two turnovers um, we might have to change it to Damien's two-minute warning because I don't think 50 seconds. I mean, if I had a clock in front of me, I could have pulled it off. I just didn't no. see the clock. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was wonderful. I really, really liked that. Um, and, I, and, again, like we said, the whole thing about this Millennial Parents podcast is I really wanted it so that dads can have a space and a platform because – um, I think dads are the most awesome people in this world and the most vital to any child's um, upbringing. And so I think what Damien shares is something that's unique because we don't get to hear dads talk about stuff like this. And quite frankly, I'm learning a lot too. Because let's be real, dads... Guys don't tell us what they're thinking all the time. And so it's nice to even hear Damien on here talk about what he feels like is important to him and how he feels like he was involved, um, especially with something that can be so out of body for him because he doesn't experience the feelings that I experience. All I get is the cravings. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's sure mm -hmm. um so and then what i wanted to share because it is this is a podcast for moms and dads so um i wanted to share some quick top 10 takeaways from the first trimester for me and then um we're just i'm just gonna briefly list them and then when you guys visit the website or email us you can get kind of like a one pager of all of these things written out that More i think detail, yeah. would be helpful so the first the top 10 takeaways i have is number one is monitor your wipes i know that sounds weird but every time you go to the bathroom could be kind of scary so just monitoring your wipes and making sure that it's normal um number two like i said Tell someone you trust and speak to on the daily if you don't want to share the news to everybody quite yet. I think getting that third person involved really, really helps, especially as a woman who talks through things. It was much more healing for me than to keep it in. Uh, number three was one of my favorites is journal or voice record. This is what really helped me get through the, those long weeks of like uncertainty and still today it's still like I, we said it's still all uncertain journaling writing about everything on a daily basis or once or twice a week really helps talking to yourself um, I would record myself talking my through things and then listening to it later or reading it, it later is super healing as well 
Number four is nap. You're going to be super, super tired. And this is where your partner comes in, right? Um, Yes. I love taking naps. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you got to kind of prioritize your tasks, right? Because you do need to nap. Your body's going through so much and this is the most fastest rapid period of growth. So your body will feel it. And then I will say sleep on your stomach. I know how scary it is, but this will be the only time that you'll be able to sleep on your stomach. So yes, sleep on your stomach. Um, and then number five, super important, educate yourself for moms and dads. Like Damien said, um, learning about what's going on in your body can also help you cope with whatever symptoms you're dealing with or whatever. And it's really just awesome to see how amazing this whole period is with pregnancy and how amazing our bodies are. It really is empowering. Number six is you are going to constantly ask yourself, am I still pregnant? That's something that's just going to be always on your mind, right? And that's okay. That's why just educate yourself. Try to do something that you like to do. Get your mind off things and know that this, you know, pray, meditate, do whatever you need to do. Um, And number seven is connect with your partner. Um, I think this is super important, especially since your partner doesn't feel the things that you're feeling inside and just building that connection, especially if we're going through this COVID time where he's not even able to go to all these appointments, just kind of keeping him informed and talking to him suggest to them to download a pregnancy app just like you so they can follow along week by week is something that's really important too. Number eight is eat small snacks throughout the day. I know this is super hard and probably impossible for some moms, but I think this was what really helped me not have the nausea, just keeping a snack right next to me. Number nine I think this is very, very important, is to remember that it's the hormones and not you. And hormones are my favorite topic. Um, And so it will do a lot of things that you have never experienced before. So just understanding that there's something physiologically going on in your body will help you cope with those weird emotions and stuff that goes on. And last but not least is drink water. And notice I didn't just say hydrate because it's not just about drinking something. It's about drinking water. Um, So water is super, super helpful, um, especially with all the increase of blood volume that you're going to be having when you're pregnant. So drinking water is very important and it's the easiest and cheapest thing that you could do for you and your baby. So those are my top 10. And if you go on to our website, We, you can have access to kind of the notes in the one pager of each topic. Yes. But yeah, thank you for listening to our first episode. First we did it. ever. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we did it. Um, and we appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram at Millennial Rents, at Millennial Rents, um, and then visit our website at the Millennial Parents Podcast.com. 
Um, yeah, and then if you guys have any suggestions or anything that you guys want to hear or talk about, or and we also want to get people on to our podcast to do some Q and A's and stuff. We would love to connect. This is all about connection. So um, shoot us an email, DM, whatever. Yes, we would love to connect with everybody. And thank you all for listening. 